Can the Oklahoma Sooners offense rebound? Can the defense continue to rise to the occasion? We'll talk about that as we get ready for West Virginia on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Go hit that subscribe button and that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. The show is at Locked On Sooners. And Josh, the big question that everybody's wondering right now is can the offense improve upon what was a underwhelming week against Oklahoma State? There were some really, really good things that came out of that. There were some things that were not so great. What are you looking for to see the offense have a better week this week? Can they rebound? Absolutely. Will they? I, I think so, but we need to see it from Oklahoma. What, what do they need to do? Well, first things first is they just need to operate the, the offense efficiently. The boneheaded turnovers, that, that can't happen this week for uh, Oklahoma, obviously, versus West Virginia. And I think that there's a good chance that it won't happen that way for Oklahoma. Like that part, you can pretty easily see, okay, we can clean this up. The two, the two snaps, right? Okay, you're going to every once in a while get pressured and throw an interception into double coverage. You'd like to not throw pick sixes like the, the week before versus Kansas, but you're going to turn the football over if an opponent makes a nice defensive play, right? But you can't help them with a, a muff on a kickoff. And you can't help your opponent with, again, uh, bad procedural stuff where you uh, you can't operate a snap. So can the offense rebound? Yeah, absolutely. And let's hope it starts with just that, that those types of items disappear. Yeah, it's the unforced errors that are the biggest issue for this team the last couple of weeks. They beat themselves. You know, the, the pick six, I mean, that was a really nice play by the Kansas cornerback. At the same time, Dylan Gabriel, he threw that ball really late like double clutched it and then didn't get out there fast enough. By that time, it was an easy pick six for the defense. You know, the fumbles, the, the pre-snap penalties, this, I've, I've harped on it, but especially on the wide receivers, it's inexcusable that a wide receiver would have a false start. You can literally look down the line of scrimmage at the ball. It's not something that should ever happen. So eliminate those things, play a cleaner game, and you're already off on, to a better start than what you've been the last couple of weeks. Now, the last couple of weeks have, have shown us that that's easier said than done. Every team's going to get penalties. You're going to have them here and there. But what you want to do is not have the, the non-competitive penalties. And what I mean by that is, okay, if you get called for a holding, sometimes that happens because you just either get beat and have to hold, or it, it's just one of those situations where you, your leverage is a little bit off. That's understandable. Again, the false start penalties, that's hard to excuse. The, the fumbles, especially on the snap issues, like those are non-competitive turnovers. 
you're giving the ball away. If you want to use it in tennis terms, unforced errors. So getting back to playing cleaner football already puts this team ahead of schedule and, and being more efficient on third down. They've kind of fallen back into those same third down tendencies that they had a year ago where they were not very efficient on third down. Got to get better in those situations. I really think that if they go into this game and they're able to have a bit of a, more of a balanced attack, not, not be all run or all pass, but come into this thing looking to build off of what you do successfully. You know, if, if you're running the ball well early in a drive, then take advantage of that and use some play action. If you're throwing the ball well, take advantage of that and, and run some draw plays. Use your counters. Use things that build off of one another so that you're keeping the defense guessing. So much of what other teams are doing to Oklahoma's defense right now is using misdirection, keeping team, keeping them guessing after they're able to build build up some momentum, whether it's in the run game or the pass game, then they play off of that. That's the one thing I think I need to see Jeff Levy do a little bit better is play off of the tendencies a little bit better, play off the things that are successful. So if Toby Walker does hit a, a 15 yard run, okay, maybe at some point use play action off of Toby Walker so that you can you know get them cheating up a little bit and then you know take a shot over the top. So I just want to see more offensive continuity in, in a way. And, and it doesn't have to be creative. It just has to, to me, it just has to build and it has to connect and it has to flow. I mean, so much of offensive play calling is a bit of an art form. And if you're kind of so stagnant and, and staccato in your ways, which I feel like has been part of what Jeff levy has been doing, there's not been a lot of flow to it. There's not been a lot of feel to it. So I want to see him kind of get back into a groove, so to speak, and, and, and just see him kind of, channel who he was in the Texas game, which I thought he played, he called a great game in that game, channel some of that, get back to doing what you do and, and build off of what's successful for you. Don't just, okay. Tommy Walker ran it for 12 yards. Okay. We're going to run, run, run. Oh, now we got a punt. No, like use it all together. Keep the defense guessing a little bit. Let's hope we see some of that for Oklahoma. Uh, you and I, I shared the numbers with you earlier today. And this is not to pick on anybody, but I think it's pretty common knowledge or a common thought among Oklahoma fans that Austin Stogner, unfortunately, has not been the Austin Stogner that we knew a couple of years ago. So you go back and you look at some of the snap counts and the numbers from this past week in Bedlam, and you see, okay, the offense got, according to Pro Football Focus, 65 snaps. Offensive linemen, all out for you know the entirety of the 65. Obviously, Dylan Gabriel, same story. If I told you that Austin Stogner played 61 of those 65 snaps, probably given the way this season has gone, you wouldn't be particularly thrilled about that. So that's one area that I'd like to see the coaching staff, I think, rebound. We say, can the offense rebound? Well, Jeff Levy, we're talking about play calling and on and on and on. The personnel decisions need to be better. And we've we've mentioned this before, but uh, Emmett Jones, I think, in his coach's corner interview this week said, "Look out, Jaden Gibson. He's gonna he's gonna get some run this week." And I'd like to see more of that. Right? Give me some four wide receiver options out there. And I know some of the pushback is, "Well, okay, well, wait a second. Then that makes it predictable that you're gonna throw." I think you can make yourself less predictable at times and run out of the shotgun set. And maybe this offense, John, all of a sudden will be more successful running the football in a shocking development and shocking turn of events. So I'd like to see some of that for Oklahoma come into play to where, again, I, I think this staff feels like Austin Stogner. We have to have him out there at times in the run game for us. And yet, you know, really, you can make the argument that the run game's just been so-so 
throughout a lot of the this season and the other pieces, you're not getting a lot in the throw game out of uh, Austin Stogner right now. Whether that's all his fault, I don't think it is. But uh, to me, that's one direction I'd like to see Oklahoma go is bring those snap counts for Stogner down a little bit. Same for Blake Smith, really just the tight ends in general. And get those wide receivers out there. Play to your strengths. Yeah, especially in obvious passing situations when it's third and long. There's there's no reason to have Austin Stogner out there. You're hamstringing yourself. And and listen, we have great respect for Austin Stogner. He's just not playing well this year. He's not doing enough to help your team win. Even on early downs, man, I I, I love the idea of running more 10 personnel, four wide receivers, one running back, because yes, you could say, okay, it makes you makes teams think you're gonna pass. Well, then that's the perfect time to run. That's the perfect time to run Tommy Walker between the tackles when you're going to get a light box. I mean, if you've got four wide receivers out there, you can only keep so many guys in the formation in the box to defend the run. You have to account for the guys on the outside. So it gives you more favorable matchups. And if you've got a, t- a guy like Tommy Walker, who's just breaking tackles left and right, as I wrote at Sooners Wire today, he's collecting bodies like he's collecting missed tackles. Like, this this is a great idea, I think. And I'd love to see Jaden Gibson. I mean, he's been a competitive player. I, I know I kind of said it oddly uh, in yesterday's show where I talked about Jaden Gibson, but I think he's a good player. I think he just needs more playing time. It ha- you know He has shown that he's capable of making plays for you. Get him out on the field. And, and, and I love the idea of going for wide receivers and playing that a little bit more. We're going to talk about the defense, who has been pretty good, but they're going up against a really good West Virginia offense. We'll talk about them here after the break. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers. Josh, the West Virginia offense is not the West Virginia offense from a year ago. This is a team that's playing really good football over the last four games in which they've gone two and two. They've scored 37 points per game in two games in which they've scored. You know, they scored 39 points on a loss to Houston. They scored 34 points in a loss to Oklahoma state 41 against UCF and 37 against BYU. Now, UCF, BYU, Houston, those teams aren't great this year, but Oklahoma State, that's a pretty good team that they scored 34 points against. Now, Oklahoma State was able to score 48 and run away with that one. So what does the defense have to do to continue to play well? This is a really good run defense or running game that they'll face. We know Garrett Green is capable of beating you with their legs. Is that where it starts and ends for the Oklahoma Sooners is how well they play the run? Absolutely. That's where it starts for Oklahoma. I don't know that that's where it starts and ends for OU. And and the reason I say that is because Oklahoma, you look at uh, the Sooners defensively in Big 12 play and they're 11th in the conference uh, defending the pass right now. One of the good things in this game is it's sort of 
Oklahoma's strength on strength versus West Virginia, Oklahoma's defense versus West Virginia's offense. You mentioned, uh, obviously, West Virginia's really running the football uh, effectively. In conference play, it's the top-rushing offense in the Big 12, West Virginia is. And Oklahoma uh, has fallen down a little bit from where it started. They're sixth in the Big 12 uh, in rush defense. But that's the strength, right, when you compare it to number 11 for Oklahoma in pass defense, which, oh, by the way, that's where West Virginia's passing offense is. So you do still have to be good in coverage this week. But, yes, obviously this thing's going to start with can Oklahoma's defensive line get uh, get back to being, well, the defensive line that we've seen in uh, good spurts in the run defense department, especially early in the season. And then uh, obviously can the coverage, can the coverage be good? Can you take care of the quarterback too? That's, that's going to be tough, right? Because Donaldson's a nice running back, but uh, are you going to be able to contain green? Because obviously they're going to design quarterback run. He's going to try and move the pocket, escape the pocket. And Oklahoma's going to have to do a good job, but not letting him get outside and all of a sudden turn a five yard scramble into a 25 yard scramble. Yeah, and on top of that, as you mentioned, being good in pass defense is going to be key. We didn't think Alan Bowman was going to be able to do what he did a week ago because he hadn't really shown that this year. It had been very much run-heavy offense for Oklahoma State during their run, and then Alan Bowman all of a sudden is just on fire against the Sooners. You can't let that happen against Garrett Green. Yes, he's going to get some yardage in the run game. He's going to break contain from time to time. Oklahoma's going to have to play disciplined football on defense, maintain their rush lanes, keep him inside the pocket, and make him a thrower. You don't want to let him use his legs to buy time, get outside the pocket, and make plays either with his legs or extending the play and then making plays down the field with his arm. This this kind of looks like a potential get-right game for the coverage. At the same time, if you're not good, then Garrett Green's able to take advantage of you if you're not, if you're not sound coverage wise. And it's, it's going to be one of those games, kind of like the UCF game in a way that you're going to have to play, play disciplined because if you cheat too much to the quarterback in the run game, somebody will get behind you and he'll be able to make that throw and and beat you for a big long play. It, that could lead to a touchdown. So it it is very much about the run game and how well Oklahoma defends CJ Donaldson and Garrett green. But also if you're not disciplined in the back end, you'll get beat that way too. So as much as we want to see this team play aggressively on defense, they also have to play disciplined. And another aspect of this is they've got to tackle well. They have not tackled well, especially in the secondary in in the last couple of weeks. Billy Bowman, Key Lawrence, you know Gentry Williams, who's been a really sound tackler. Uh, Jaron Kanick at the linebacker position. He's got to tackle better. And lastly, we've been saying it for some time now, the pass rush has to improve. It's really fallen off. And I mean, this is not going to be a great week. That's going to be, you know, all of us, you're going up against a, a statuesque, you know, quarterback back there, like JT Daniels was a year ago in this game. No, Garrett green is going to, he's going to be able to buy time, but you got to get some pressure on him. You absolutely have to, you can't just let him sit back there and have all the time in the world to make plays. So hopefully the pass rush gets a little bit better this week and shows a little something. Uh, but man, there's, there's a lot of elements to this that Oklahoma's defense is going to have to, to be aware of uh, because they're a well-coached team and they're putting up a lot of points right now. I feel like Oklahoma should play a little bit more press man uh, against West Virginia this week. Trust the, you know, yes, the, the tackling needs to be good for OU. It's clearly not been great. The, uh, the last several weeks it's, it's taken a dip in the wrong direction for OU, but just in terms of the pass coverage situation with 
West Virginia being on paper one of the less uh, explosive throw offenses in the Big 12. I feel like this is a good opportunity for Oklahoma to to be a little more aggressive on the outside from a coverage standpoint. So we'll see how they approach that. I'd like to see OU take a little bit of uh, that approach and then obviously keep somebody inside the box that's QB spying, right? You man up kind of on the outside, but make sure that you've got the quarterback accounted for uh, as well. Yeah, in, in that light, this kind of feels like a, a potential opportunity for a guy like Jaron Canick to have a bit of a bounce back game, use his athleticism, use his speed to be able to keep up with Garrett Green and keep him contained. I think Kip Lewis continues to shine, and this is another way that you could use him as the quarterback spy. And having those two guys with a lot of athleticism, a lot of speed, allows you to mix up who your spy is. And, and Green doesn't have to, or he can't just sit there and, and identify who's going to be spying him on any particular play. And, I mean, I'm kind of with you, man. Play a little bit more press man and blitz all night if you've got to, to quote, you know, to quote Coach Yost. You know, blitz all night. Don't let them gain another yard. Pull everyone out if they do. No, I'm just kidding. Don't pull everyone out. But use your, use your speed, use your athleticism, blitz them, and then use your size on the outside to, to try and take, you know, the, uh, the, the wide receivers out of the game a little bit and make Garrett Green have to make competitive throws, you know, throw into tight windows. I think you're right that the zone defense has not been super clean for Oklahoma. The drops are not clear. They're not concise. Like they're not getting where they need to be in their zone drops. And that's allowing the quarterbacks to make plays in the passing game. So, you know, put your cornerbacks, if it's Makari Vickers or Gentry Williams or Woody Washington, uh, you know, Kendall Dolby, put them in a little bit more press man coverage and see if you can make a play. See if Garrett Green can make a play on you. Challenge him a little bit in that in that vein. I think that's a great idea. Any other keys you think for Oklahoma? I'm with you. The, you talked pass rush. I think that, I mean, look, uh, we'll see. I mean, you, you got to start by defending the run as we've touched on because West Virginia probably not going to line up and try and throw it 35 times if they don't have to. If they can avoid it and, and play keep away a little bit, they'll, they'll take that route. But probably, I mean, they're, they're going to they're going to throw it when they throw it, right? And uh, obviously, you got to be able to get home. And, and Oklahoma's not uh, been able to to do a lot of that. This is you know on, on the offense as well, but the defense they, they've come away with a takeover here or there. And it seems like obviously these last couple of weeks, Oklahoma offensively hasn't been able to capitalize when the defense has given them that. So I would just kind of put the two together and say that Oklahoma just has to be better from a complimentary standpoint uh, this week. Can't have those, uh, those brain busting. What the heck just happened? Offensive turnovers. And then when your defense goes and gets you on, you, you got to turn it into something. Yeah, you got to do something when you get good field position, whether it's off a turnover or a return or turnover on down, something. When the defense gives you momentum, the offense, you've got to go and capitalize on that. And then lastly on this, the coaches. I feel like the coaches just have to be better. I thought they've been really, really good through the Texas game. They were pretty good against UCF. But the last couple of weeks, again, their losses, so everything gets a little bit more magnified. The the decision-making, the game management, the time management, uh, you know, situational play calling, uh, you know, understanding where you're at in the game, understanding of personnel situations, uh, just be a little bit better in those elements. And I think it helps you win this football game. We're going to have our predictions for this week's game coming up here after the break. 
Today's program brought to us by Jace Medical. They've got their Jace case that uh, you need to study up on and just get one for you and your family, for your loved ones. You can get your Jace case today at jacemedical.com. Use our code LOCKEDON for $20 off. The Jace case, it provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. That way, you don't get caught unprepared when a health situation arises for you and your family. Everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and obviously their loved ones. Again, when that unexpected arrives, who knows, right? You're on a road trip. You just never know when something's going to happen. The uh, Jace physicians, they're so easy to deal with. You can get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. And oh, by the way, all it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, just jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Again, the Jace case, five life-saving antibiotics. You can customize uh, as well and add what you need in there for you and your loved ones. Get yours today, jacemedical.com. Use our promo code locked on for $20 off. Before we get to Oklahoma versus West Virginia, Josh, there's a there's a lot of really big time matchups this week. In particular, two top ten games. You got Ole Miss facing Georgia, and you've got Penn State and Michigan. Two great games. Uh, the Michigan Penn State game that's going to be an early one, so it's a great way to get your day started on the college football Saturday. Unfortunately, Georgia and Ole Miss will be kind of right up against Oklahoma and West Virginia, but just a lot of fascinating football that's going to transpire this week. Uh, is there a game other than Iowa and other than Oklahoma that you're most intrigued by uh, going into Saturday? Yeah, I think on the national landscape, uh, it's it's Michigan at Penn State. Uh, Ole Miss at Georgia, you, you hope it's a good game, uh, but uh, kind of feel like Georgia playing at home is maybe the, the difference in that one. And to me, that that defense for Georgia is I have a hard time talking myself into Ole Miss and maybe it's just the Ole Miss Alabama game from at the beginning of this season, John, that's kind of stuck with me, but I just have a hard time seeing them springing that upset, uh, obviously down in Athens, but uh, Utah, Washington, I think is an interesting game. Uh, I like Washington to win the game, but if, uh, if it's going to be a perfect season for Washington, obviously they've still got three good ones to get past Utah this week. Then they go to Corvallis. That'll be tough at Oregon State. That's the seemingly right most difficult uh, roadblock for Washington to perfection. And then Wazoo, who's been stumbling but uh, was doing nice things early in the season. So those would be, you know, around the country, the games I'm most interested in, not named Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, and then you've got Oregon USC. So the first game for the USC Trojans post Alex Grinch, can Caleb Williams get a bounce back win? Can Lincoln Riley stem the losing streak a little bit? Can Bo Nix, you know, solidifies his Heisman contention in this one? That that's going to be a really fun one to watch as well. I think that's going to be a late night game um, after Oklahoma and West Virginia. So if you're looking to see a little bit of USC football, you've got an opportunity to do that still. Uh, also go ahead. Two games in the Big 12 outside of Oklahoma that uh, I think have the chance to be really good games. Texas Tech at KU, I, I think, is sort of a sneaky KU filling themselves a little bit sort of game early in the morning. Uh, you know, the 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 numbers, what, inside of five, I believe. So yeah, FanDuel have got it over at uh, – or over at FanDuel. It's Kansas minus three and a half. Okay, so yeah, even lower than that. So they're sort of on guard that maybe this is sort of your your upset special. Oklahoma State UCF, right? I, I think that 
UCF, the way they can run the football, could potentially pose some problems for Oklahoma State. And again, you talk about coming down from the big bedlam win. Are they going to be able to to back that thing up on the road? So those would be the other games in the Big 12 I'm intrigued to watch. Yeah, it's and then, you know, Quinn Ewers is back for Texas as they travel to Fort Worth to take on TCU. So that's going to be a, a, a big-time game, not just for the Big 12 title race, but also a college football playoff berth. Texas still has a shot because of that win over Alabama. And even though they, they lost to Oklahoma, that's a, you know, a good Oklahoma team that they lost to. So a lot of fun things happening in the college football world, West Virginia at Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners are 13 and a half point favorites. According to FanDuel. Josh, how do you see this one playing out and who you got? I think Oklahoma returning home is a big factor here. I, I like Oklahoma to win the football game. I think offensively th- they're going to, ease some minds come prime time on Saturday night. Uh, I'm sure there'll still be a head scratcher or two along the way, but I think by night's end, more than anything, we're going to be talking about an Oklahoma offense that had its best showing in really sometime, probably since the Cotton Bowl. That's that's sort of what I'm expecting to see from Oklahoma. Defensively, I think that Garrett Green will and Donaldson too, I think that rushing attack at times, particularly early, will create some problems. For Oklahoma, and I do expect Green to break contain here and there. But uh, I like Oklahoma to win the football game, John. I can't pick OU to just win by this big-time margin right now, given the way things, I guess, have gone recently. So uh, I'll say Oklahoma 37-24, which uh, I believe would be just barely West Virginia's favor in terms of uh, the number out there. But I I like Oklahoma to control this thing a little bit and for us to feel positive for the most part about what we see. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about Oklahoma as well. Now there's a little bit of chance for some humidity, some moisture on Saturday with some good winds, you know, 15, 16 miles an hour. Um, How does that impact things down there in Norman? Uh, We'll see. I mean, Dylan Gabriel hasn't been great in conditions, but hopefully these, you know, these conditions pass, you know, um, I like Oklahoma. I think they get the win in this one. I think it's a bounce back performance for the offense. I think we come out of this thinking, why were we so concerned about the offense? Because I think they do go and they play a clean game, no turnovers. And that's going to be the difference. You know, this is a good West Virginia team, but if Oklahoma doesn't turn the ball over each of the last two weeks, we might be still sitting here talking about an undefeated football team. They, they don't turn the ball over. Dylan Gabriel has another big time performance. And I really think that Nick Anderson bounces back from the drops this past week. And we see the run game continue to take off with Tommy Walker and Gavin Sawchuk leading the way. So give me Oklahoma, something like 35 to 21. Again, just barely covering, but they cover. I do think West Virginia moves the ball a little bit, but Oklahoma has been really good when it gets on their side of the 50. They've been really good on fourth down. They've been really good on third down. And, and if they can get, West Virginia into some third and long situations. I think that's where Oklahoma is going to have a chance to thrive because Garrett Green's going to struggle to pass in those situations. So give me Oklahoma again, 35, 21. That's where I got it. And that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on Sooners. We'll be back to cover this game after the game and all that transpired. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref, myself at John Nine Williams. But until next time, he's Josh. I'm John Boomer Sooner.